Thanks for tuning in to today's podcast. Please remember that all of the information in this podcast episode is limited to general information only. That means the information is not specific to you, your needs, goals, or objectives. So you should seek the advice of a licensed and trusted financial professional before acting on the information. And before you acquire or apply for a financial product, please read the PDS or product disclosure statement, which should be available on the issuer's website. Lastly, please keep in mind that past performance is not indicative of future performance. Kate, hypothetical question. Who would win in a fight out of a zebra and a unicorn? Obviously a unicorn. They are far superior on. Why is that? Um, the horn. The horn. And they're also a mythical creature. So if they did exist, they would be superior. Right. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I see how you broke that down. All right. So we're not talking about unicorns and um, zebras today. We're talking about brokerage accounts and we're talking about the different types of brokerage accounts that are available in Australia. Last week, we did a primer on how to pick and choose a brokerage account. You know, we talked about the, the chess holdings, the HINs, how to compare brokerages from like a security and user experience perspective and the different features and setting them up. This week, we're actually talking about individual brokerage accounts. And I'm also going to do um, a little thing where I share my screen, just two of the brokers. But um, we've, we've got about five or six brokers, the most popular brokers as far as we can tell, um, not necessarily by how many people use them, but by what's pretty much been searched most and and who's using them in the, the younger demographic. And who's talking about them on our and who's talking about in our Facebook community? There's been a lot of questions recently. So I think I've included most of the names that have been brought up in today's episode. Yeah. And what we should say just straight straight from here is we're going to talk about brokerage accounts. Uh, we're going to talk about fees, we're going to talk about charges, we're going to talk about all that stuff. But you've got to read the financial services guide, FSG or the PDS, um, which is product disclosure statement, for any of these things. Putting your money in a brokerage account is actually, you know, it's pretty serious. We've got really good brokers here in Australia, but as we talked about last week, there are different models in terms of what you own and what you don't own. We've tried to identify some of the big, more important brokerage accounts, uh, for, for particularly for newer investors. But keep in mind that you should read those documents and we're not necessarily advocating for one or the other. We don't actually receive a fee or any type of incentive for talking about these which is probably in contrast to almost every other person that provides some type of opinion <laughs> on brokerage accounts. So we're yeah, just we doing do, it because... We do not have a single affiliate link for any brokers. I know that's a very popular thing at the moment, but uh, no, no affiliate links. So if you want to go, just Google them or find someone else's link if you want a free trade or whatever those things running around are. Or just jump in. I think there's some things too, where if you jump into the RAS Facebook group, you could... Someone in that group will be a user of one of these accounts. So they will probably have like a refer a friend deal. So jump in there and use that. And then you get some free trades and they probably get some free trades or something. So yeah, spread the love. Um, okay, Let, let's dive into it, Kate. We're going oh, to try and and Owen, off. before we okay. dive in, I think we really need to mention that we're recording this on the 15th of September, 2021. And if yes, you listen to this episode at any point, after that, I would highly recommend checking all these fees and details we mentioned because as we'll, we'll talk about today, this space is changing really rapidly. Even there's been some new developments this week. So definitely check everything that we mention. Um, go straight to the broker's website and check those fees, features out all for yourself because it is a rapidly changing and evolving in a very competitive market at the moment. Yeah, it is. And, you know, the thing is, 
many of the features that we're talking about here, which some of these brokers might not have, um, they're probably going to have very soon. So um, just keep that in mind too. Okay, Kate, um, let's let's get into it. So let's start probably at the top with the brokerage account that seems to be getting the most interest, at least in the back half of 2021, which is a brokerage account called Stake. Um, tell us a little bit, bit about Stake. Yeah, so we've talked about Stake before because it has been around for about four years now, offering brokerage-free US trading to Australians, and it really provided a much more accessible way for Australians to invest in US companies, and they didn't have to go through a very slow process through one of the major Australian brokers. It was very, like, they had an amazing app. It was free to create. But this week, they've been in the news because they've announced they're going to launch ASX trading, so you'll be able to buy and sell Australian companies on their app. It might be a slightly different account, but they're going to do it for $3 brokerage. And you're going to have your own holder identification number that if you listen to our first part of the episode, um, we do talk a little bit about um, the benefits of having a holder identification number versus being in a custodial model. And so $3 brokerage for ASX trading with a holder identification number, although it will probably take many months to roll it out because I, I did see they have uh, quite a few people on their waiting list so far, but that would be a real game changer in the Australian industry, wouldn't it, Owen? Yeah, for $3. So for those of you who didn't watch last week's or listen to last week's podcast, the, the holder identification number, HIN, actually why that's a big deal is for basically for security and transparency of your holdings. And the reality is in Australia, the ASX controls basically all of the market and they charge a fee basically for this. And so the brokerage account, like Stake in this case, or any of the brokers that we're about to talk about, have to pay that fee to the ASX. And so to go to $3 is basically, I thought that was below the cost what they had to pay the ASX. So I thought that was like them losing money. In the uh, AFR article, they actually said that it's not them losing money. It's actually them maybe being able to break even. And that may be because they're so big now that they have the scale. Just interestingly on your point there about them being still a few months away, I think they do have this in the testing environment where staff have already started trading. Um, they've said that it's probably not, this is from what I read in the AFR article, uh, they've said that it's they're probably not going to do free brokerage like they do for US because of that thing with the ASX, whereas in the US they can afford to do for free um, by making money when you change uh, currencies from Australian dollars to US dollars and back. Um, so yeah, so Stake gets a pretty good rap for things like um, free trading in the US, even though you pay that fee in brokerage, uh, in FX. Um, gets high praise for user experience. Um, and I believe it's fractional shares as well, right? Yeah. So instead of paying, I don't know, if it's hundreds or thousands of dollars to buy some of those massive US companies, you can just buy $5 worth and you get a fraction of one share. So that is one way that you can start investing with a really small amount of money and dip your toe in the water that it's a lot harder to do um, in a similar way in Australia. There are some platforms that will mention that you can maybe invest smaller amounts, but fractional investing still uh, doesn't really exist in Australia in that same way, does it? No, it doesn't. So yeah, that's really cool. They're not the only platform that does it, but um it's a cool feature. And um, like you said, if you want to buy Berkshire Hathaway A shares, which is Warren Buffett's company, I think they're, they're well over 200,000, maybe even 300,000 US dollars now. So um, you could probably do that by buying a small slice of those. But there are B shares too, which are still a few hundred dollars. But yeah, great. So with uh, State, you can trade the New York Stock Exchange, Nasdaq, and soon the ASX. 
Now, the next one we should probably mention, which is the biggest broker in Australia by a long shot, is Comsec. So this is the division of Commonwealth Bank of Australia that's kind of independent of the Commonwealth Bank of Australia, but a division. So Commonwealth Bank, uh, it's been around, uh, Comsec's been around for a very long time. They pioneered basically online trading here in Australia. Um, as you said, you know, very established platform, um, seems to be very reliable compared to most of the brokers. I know you had some comments around this in terms of, you know, all the brokers sound great until things start to go like a bit prickly, like maybe say like during 2020 when we had the COVID kind of crash, things for these new brokers might get tested, right? Like the systems. Yeah. And I think that is one advantage to the larger platforms. I know most of our community are interested in the really new players to the market, but it can be advantageous just to have one of these larger brokers as a backup because when um, when the systems really get tested in a market crash, um, Comsec have probably thousands of engineers, if not more than that, um, in their back end that can work on this. They've got a lot of redundancies. They pay the top tier packages from the ASX for data. Um, there's a lot of resources and flexibility in Comsec that the smaller players uh, aren't able to offer at their scale. And so for more advanced investors, Comsec does have a lot you, you can do a lot more with it. Um, and even things, uh, one of our listeners in our community did mention that we didn't um, sort of note the point about sort of stop loss orders and things like that. I don't know if you wanted to elaborate, Owen. <laughs> um, yes, cool. So what I might um, what I might try and do, I don't know if I can do this. I hope I can. I'm just going to share my screen. So for those of you that are watching on the YouTube channel, can you see this, okay? Yes, I can. Yeah, okay. So here we have a Comsec screen. Um, I'm actually in the account here, but I won't spend too long on this because um, if I go too far, then there might be things that you see that um, are privy information. But we can just use, for those of you that are new to brokerage accounts, you can just use the search function here. You come up um, with the company that you would be looking to buy. Um, so let's say, do you want to give me a company, Kate? Telstra. Telstra. <laughs> I don't know why I think Telstra. of the most boring company on the spot, but anyway. I don't yeah. own Telstra, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. So you can see uh, Telstra here. you got all the information. You can see the latest price up the top here. Um, you can go to the announcements tab to find all of the like annual reports and, and what have you. And that, you know, that is and- one thing. Even just having a Comsec account for re because you don't have to pay a fee, um, account keeping fee for Comsec, just their main one. Um, and it's quite a good tool to use to check out announcements, price charts, uh, information about what directors are doing, dividends. Um, you can even see sort of information on financials and trade history and all of that. And so there's a lot, it's a very data-rich platform. And just even having an account there, if if you are more interested in individual securities, can be a, a good thing to have in the back yeah. of your pocket. Yeah, for sure. So here we can see we've got, um, you know, buyers and sellers. So this is basically the marketplace, which we talked about last week. So these are the, the the list of people. This is the list of people that are going to sell, are going want to buy it, and these are the number of people that are buying at that price. Um, and this is how many shares these forty nine people want. They want six hundred and twenty thousand Telstra shares. Mm. They get keeps matched by sellers. updating throughout the the trading day as well because markets open right now. Yep. <laughs> yeah, ten forty two a.m. We're recording this. So yeah, and so you can see where the the trades are coming from, the, the sales that have already happened. Um, and so, yeah, you can see all that here in Comsec. Um, it's a pretty established platform. It's pretty, uh, I would say, kind of 
unworldly at times. Like it can be, there's a lot going on and you just kind of need to get used to it. But that's the same with all brokerage accounts. Yeah, um, it might be a lot for a beginner and it could possibly be if you're getting your just opening a brokerage account to see how it all works. Maybe starting with one of the newer brokers is a more simpler platform because they don't have as many add-ons and options and it's not as data rich. Um, but then, yeah, having even just as a learning activity, opening a Comtech or NAB Trades, another really big uh, platform owned by National Australia Bank, um, a, a good platforms to just get used to all of the different things that you can see in terms of data points and information and what companies report. Yeah. Just um, if you click this button here, it's just very simple for those of you that are new to brokerage accounts. You can click buy here. That's not going to, it's not, this is not one click ordering with Amazon. <laughs> if you click buy there, it goes to an order page. And if you click sell, you would have to then go to the order page and you'd have to actually own the shares before you can sell it. But if you did do that, this is what it would look like. I just jumped over to the RASC education site here. And we can see the typical order page. So just quickly, some of the things you confirm that you're using the right account, if you're buying or selling. Um, the ticket code, which is that three-letter thing or the four-letter thing, depending on what you're buying, um, you'd put it in there. Um, the quantity of shares, don't be confused. This section, this, these four, next four things are the four things that people get confused with. If you're listening to this podcast, I will explain them too. So when people put in the quantity of shares, this is like the number of shares, like individual units. Or well, the value is, in my, I believe, or like the complete order size. So if you wanted to spend $1,000, that's what you put in value. Some people kind of get confused with the value and the next one, which is price limit, which is the, the maximum price you're willing to pay for an individual share. So just to be clear, don't put in like 5,000 into price limit because that means that you're paying 5,000 per individual share. We, I hope that triggers some of the, safeguards inside Comsec, but you never know. Um, and then this thing here, I've just got at market. People don't know the difference between limit orders and at market. The limit order basically says it cannot go above or below that. That is the price of my order. Um, the market limit is basically you're giving a little bit of free reign to Comsec to say, I don't really care if it's like a few cents either side of this or, or whatever. This is kind of the price. Um, depending on what you're buying, you might use different orders like I tend to use market orders if it's a really big established company where there's lots of trading, but if it's a small company, I want to protect myself a bit. So I go with a limit order. Um, you can set the expiration just for today or, or not. And when you click proceed there, I, go, I believe you go to review page. You'll notice that the brokerage fees, in this case, this hypothetical order was from, uh, from Comsec for $3,000. The $19.95 brokerage fee is automatically taken out when you click you know, submit order and, and whatever. And then... Even once you click submit, just finally, it doesn't mean that you'll get the shares necessarily straight away. You have to wait for a confirmation to arrive through the broker and you'll typically receive an email or some sort of notification. So that, Kate, is Comsec. Um, like we said, large established. They say that they provide access to 25 leading global share markets. I will, however, add one thing here. I don't believe all those markets are created equal in terms of what you're actually buying. Just make sure that what you're actually buying is the share. I don't know if you are every time. So, um, and by the way, this is only the ASX version, like the Australian shares version of Comsec. There is the other side, which is um, the international side. If you've used that before, you know it is totally different to this experience. Very <laughs> ugly. Very, yeah. very ugly. And so it's worth looking at the, um, I'll put a link in the show notes, but there's different fees for every single different, because Comsec's so big and has, you can do more than just buy shares and ETFs. Mm. There's things like options. And so, 
and mm. the international Warrants. platforms, yep. there's different fees for every single product. And some, um, like the brokerage for Comsec is $10 if you're trading up to $1,000. And then as you saw um, before with Owen's image, it was 1995 between 1,000 and 10,000. And then if you get to a certain point, it starts becoming a percentage of your order is your brokerage fee. So if you're using a big platform, definitely have a good read of the uh, the price and the fee guide uh, so you understand what you're paying for the product. Yeah. And I think this go, it goes kind of without saying that making sure you know before you click the sign up for something. Um, like, you know, a, a very small example is when you sign up for a Comsec account and any brokerage account, you need, typically need a linked, bro, uh, linked bank account where the money is transferred in and out and held until you buy your shares and whatever. Um, Comsec entices you with their own bank account to give you, and they give you a lower, uh, like an incentive. I think it's a slightly lower brokerage or something like that. Um, and that, you know, that's a bank account with Combank. So then you get like kind of the, the extra bank account and then they want you to bank for them and, and all that sort of stuff. So keep that in mind too. If there is anything that you don't understand, you should probably do it, understand it before you sign up. Okay. So we're going to go from one of the most established ones, okay, to one of the newest, maybe even the newest. Um, can you tell us more about this program? Yeah, so Perla, and this has been a, one very popular in our Facebook community, a very new player to the Australian market, um, probably still I'd classify it in a startup mode. Um, and it's more about serving long-term ETF investors. So they're introducing features like um, automated investing where you can kind of set your three ETF portfolio and triggers. So every $1,000, it gets invested in the next ETF. Um, and I believe they're $9.50 Australian flat rate per trade. Um, and there's some incentives. I think we mentioned in a recent episode, but there were some incentives for uh, buying ETFs if you're going to hold them for over 12 months from particular ETF providers. Yeah. And so that it basically goes to Perl's philosophy. I've had a chat with them in recent weeks. And it basically goes to their philosophy of like long-term wealth accumulation, not necessarily this is not necessarily a traders platform. Um, I think you'll find a lot more traders on things like Superhero, which we'll talk about in a minute, and maybe even Stake, um, because of the low brokerage fee, it creates kind of no friction. Whereas these other platforms like Perla, maybe even Selfwealth, Comsec, are more designed, in my view, designed for long-term investing, because there's no way to avoid the minimum fee, and it doesn't. Like to be honest. We spoke about this last week, but there's more to it than just fees. And so, if you're a long-term investor and you're investing two or three thousand dollars in shot, you don't really care if it's three, five, or nine dollars. You probably care about all the other stuff, like user experience, how secure is it, is it going to be reliable when the markets crash, and those types of things. But anyway, Perla, nine dollars fifty per trade. Soon, adding uh, US trading. Um, I don't know exactly the fee structure here, Kate. I should have checked. Yeah, yeah. It's um I think it's still sort of coming soon, but they just be careful because a lot of these websites, if they offer US trading, they'll tell you the brokerage fee in US dollars. So yep. it might see it might say six dollars US and you think, oh, that's a lot cheaper to trade that US share than Australian, but then you've got to factor in that currency conversion of US dollars to Australian and oh, it actually might be the same or more expensive in terms of brokerage. So um, that's always a tricky one. And sometimes they um, mention foreign ex the foreign exchange cost in US dollars as well. And so that's another tricky one because 
it definitely warps your comparison if you're not um, looking at the currency it's in. Yeah. Um, I think I think I'm just on the Perla website and it looks like it's $6.50 per trade for US shares, but that's in AU dollars, so Australian dollars. But I, there is also an FX rate. I think that's I think that's for AUD to USD transfers. So a lot of the things, um, a lot of the things that you see with the the global brokers, like so the brokers that are later by US shares, like Nike or Amazon or whatever, um, they also put the ticket on the, the the spread from the FX, so transferring money back and forth. That's why that's how Stake does it. Um, that's how Stake makes its its big dollars on the that, that the, the spread. Um, so you can compare it not only for brokerage fees, but also if you're trading US shares or buying US shares, you can compare it for that spread as well to determine is that, am I giving them more if they've got a wider spread? So you want lower FX rates, basically tighter spreads um, to make it more, I guess, beneficial for you. Yeah, so Pearl is kind of like, in speaking with them, I know that they're trying to turn it into a um, wealth platform. You've got a community aspect there too, where you can, follow other people and see what they're doing. Um, they've kind of taken a different approach probably because they don't have the marketing budget of Superhero or Stake. So they've gone with like more like an influencer strategy and working with people in the industry that they admire, uh, which is a bit different to kind of ComSec, which doesn't need to, for example. Um, okay, next one. Next Maybe one. You can you can do the intro for this one. Yeah. So Self Wealth is another Australian company. It's been around for quite a bit longer than Perla, and it is actually listed on the stock exchange as well. So you can uh, not only can you um, use the platform as your brokerage platform, but you can invest in it. And that's, I guess, the same with Comsec because you can invest in CBA. Um, but yeah, that's another platform that offers flat fee trades of $9.50 Australian. And I think Owen's getting it up on the screen here, but it um, also provides investors their own holder identification number. You have um, lots of various features. I believe there's a premium service you can subscribe to as well for, um, I think you can get better data and things like that. As we mentioned last week, uh, companies have to pay for different data packages from the ASX. And it also announced last year that it launched US trading as well, which is $9.50 US dollars per trade. And there's also an FX fee of 0.6%. Yeah. So like Comsec, with this one, you've got to, well done, Kate, you've said it best. Um, with Com, Like Comsec um, and like the others, uh, there are, think of it like two accounts in one. So when you buy Australian shares, that's your ASX brokerage. You buy Australian shares. So like Telstra, that's an example. Of that. But if you want to buy Apple, which I'm showing on the screen here, you, that needs to, you need to fill in a separate thing. That's typically once you've already got the ASX one, you get the US one. And so you can see here that this is just a dummy account that I've got. To activate US trading, you must first apply, which is right here. Yeah. Um, and so that can add a few extra days depending on who you're dealing with. Um, and depending on the platform as well. Yeah, so this is self-wealth. Uh, many, many people will probably know that I've actually um, been doing some stuff with them um, where I do, I host their lives each week. So for 60 minutes each week, I go live with them um, just as, a, as a, a little project that we've been working on. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting platform because again, like Perla, it kind of brings in a community aspect, community feel in terms of, you can see what other people are buying and whatnot. My partner, uh, she went and bought her first share the other week. And there was a question at the end that said, why are you buying this share? And um, 
naturally, because she's my partner, she said um, she could tip the option, which said, got a good tip slash taking a chance. <laughs> so that was my influence on her. A, a good tipster, she reckons. So, um, yeah, so it's, it's self-wealth. Like you said, it's listed on the stock exchange. You can actually see how it, what it's working on by going and reading its annual reports, self-wealth, SWF. Um, and, yeah, it's a really interesting platform. Again, you know, it's probably one designed for long-term investors and people that want to have all of their accounts in one, whereas with Comsec, you've got to go into a separate kind of vortex to find out how to trade US shares. With self-wealth, you can do it. You can just easily jump between. Yeah, uh, and they have and- a much simpler pricing model as well for yeah. a more established platform. Yeah, and a lot. That's why, and I think that's why, Kate. A lot of uh, investors that have you know a few hundred thousand dollars and are trading bigger amounts choose self wealth because for us, like if we've got say if we're buying like two, three thousand dollars, four thousand dollars worth of shares, let's say the the ten dollars versus twenty dollars with Comsec is actually why wouldn't you just take the ten dollar option, right? But if you're trading, um, but 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 it's 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 probably still not that bad. But if you're trading. $50,000, right? Because you've, you've got more money. The difference between $9.50 and whatever that basis point was, like 0.1 something percent of the trade, that's, if you think about that, it's actually a big, big difference. So these fixed fee platforms actually tend to work better for people that have bigger budgets. Um, cool. Okay. So we're going to go from, we're going to, this is almost, Almost in alphabetical order, Kate. Someone put this in alphabetical. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so the next one, which is the one that in 2020 probably got the most attention. Mm. Um, and still, until recently, you see the ads everywhere. They're on trams, buses. They're on my, you know, when you watch binge watch some TV, they're on the ads there. They're online, Facebook, they're everywhere. What's the brokerage? Yeah, superhero. And this is a quite an interesting one because... It was in part founded by a guy who was part of the team at Booktopia. And I believe Which still, you're a fan of. Yeah, even though I don't use it that often since I, um, I'm Amazon Prime subscribed. But, um, yeah, you you hooked me on Amazon Prime. It's your fault, <laughs> this addiction. Um, anyway, but so they've come at it from a really a tech focus. And it, I guess I would say it's a little similar to like what up money have been doing, bringing in a team of tech-focused people and really changing the game. And um, Superhero, a little bit different because they're not a holder identification number model. They're a custodial model. So that allows them to really cut the cost of brokerage. And I'd say their app's probably a little bit more focused on getting new investors in and getting you trading on a more regular basis. And so like $0 brokerage for US shares, you only need $50 US. Mm. That's, that's a bit confusing. It says A50 USD, but anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> jo- join free and start investing with just A dollar sign 50 USD? Yeah, that would pro- indicate like Australian and US dollars. Interesting. Um, yeah. But anyway, the, the fine <laughs> but like $5 brokerage for Aussie shares, which um, – I guess is going to be an interesting comparison now that Stakes announced their $3 ASX brokerage with a HIN. Yeah. Um, but then also $0 brokerage when you buy ETFs. So, I mean, if you're interested in trading ETFs, then Superhero might be an option there. Yeah. And so 
yeah, superhero is a relatively new player, but they've they've got some pretty big, powerful like stake. They've got some pretty powerful backers um, that are giving them money to go and market their product and their platform and whatever. Um, and it, again, this is one of those like stake. It's one that's like user experience first because it's engineers, like you said, without money, which we all know about up money. Um, they made it so it's like designed for the 21st century, right? So on the go, everything looks pretty slick here. And yeah, what do and they describe it as? A seamless platform. Yeah, and there's a much lower. You only need um, $100 AED to get started. I don't believe it's fractional Australian shares, but it does, if, if there's a company that the share price is $50, that means you could get started just buying two shares. Um, rather than Comsec and a lot of other platforms which have a $500 minimum. I wonder if that's because of the holder identification number because they because Superhero doesn't provide that. I wonder if they can do that um, where it's smaller trade sizes because of the, or maybe it's just yeah. the brokerage fee. Because they, like, they can split the brokerage fee across everybody on that day. So if like 100 investors are buying Afterpay shares, they can sort of split that brokerage across everyone on their holder identification number, which is allows them to have $5 brokerage on ASX shares, $0 brokerage on ETFs, because I guess they're assuming a lot of people are buying ETFs on every any particular day. Yeah. Yeah. So this is Superhero. Um, interesting. Um, you know it because, you know, if you're on it because it's blue, um, that's how you know. And it's, it's a diff, slightly different model, as we said to the others, but um, it's still been really popular. Um, maybe, like you said, maybe it is more for one that's interested in trading things rather than, say, um, on the, the other ones, which have that slightly higher fee and require larger parcels, you know, over $500. Um, maybe m- maybe if you're, if you're focusing on small balances and trading, maybe Superhero is the one for you. But, um, you know, one thing we should make very, very clear here is that you don't have to have one platform. We got that question last week. You can have multiple platforms that you do different things with. Mm. So keep that in mind. And I don't know about yeah. you, Owen, but I quite strategically use a few different brokerage platforms to suit different purposes because some are really good at international trading and some and might not have the best deal available for ASX trading or um, whatever it is. But Superhero sounds, I mean, just based off like the zero dollars brokerage for us shares and a lower fx fee it sounds like quite a strong competitor to stake in terms of us trading uh but it'll be interesting to see how they respond to stakes announcement about three dollar brokerage with holder identification numbers for asx trading yeah and this is the thing is it a race to the bottom with fees in australia who knows i guess we'll find out there's one more there's one more brokerage account we want to talk about which is a one that's kind of like it's kind of like a sleeping giant. And I think it's not as popular with younger people, but it's definitely growing in popularity with people with a bit more money. Um, and that's the Vanguard Personal Investor Platform. So, Kay, did you want to tell us, fill us in on that just quickly while I get it up? Yeah. So, if anyone of our listeners has looked into ETFs, you've probably come across Vanguard, which is the world's, probably the world's largest ETF provider. Um, but they also have a lot of managed funds that are wholesale that you can invest in and get units. So it's not through the stock exchange. You can invest in it differently. And uh, a lot of your super funds will invest in uh, wholesale dollars into Vanguard as well. But they recently, was it last year or the year before? 
I don't know. I think it was the year before, maybe late the year before. Don't yeah, know for sure. They announced a, a personal investor platform to give people a way all in one spot to invest in Vanguard managed funds, Vanguard ETFs, but also Australian shares as well, all within one account. So incentivizing you with their fees to invest in Vanguard Vanguard managed funds, but it does give you the flexibility to do other things as well. Yeah. And it, I think just in terms of um, you would want to just spend some time getting to know the platform um, because it's relatively new. They've been through a change recently in terms of how they um you know, just in terms of how they price things. So you want to be up to date with the latest fees. So here we go. We can see the Vanguard Personal Investor account. Um, it says it's $9 flat brokerage on ETFs and ASX direct shares. So if you buy the Vanguard funds, there's no fee associated with that because you don't, you, you wouldn't typically pay a brokerage fee. You know, yeah. And that's Vanguard fund managed anyway. funds. You still have yeah. to pay the brokerage for Vanguard ETFs. Yeah. So, so Vanguard exchange traded funds, ETFs, and ASX direct shares per trade at the same at the time of buy and sell. So you still pay that brokerage fee. But there is another thing on the other side here, which is, so that's the brokerage kind of traditional model, like $9 for anything that's not a Vanguard fund. But then on the other side, we have an account fee. So there's no account fee on Vanguard products, asterisk. Um, in this, this subheading, it says, no account fee on holdings in Vanguard managed funds, Vanguard exchange traded funds, or any money in your Vanguard cash account, double asterisk. So, but there is an indirect cash management fee of up to 50 basis points or 0.5%. And this applies to the amount held in the Vanguard cash account. Oh, okay, so kind of, we can go, we, I don't know how deep we want to go, but maybe yeah, we'll stop sorry. there and just go say, go read <laughs> the asterisks. You have to um, pay fees to keep your money in the cash account. Yeah, uh, which is a little bit bizarre. Um, from what I can tell. I don't know the full detail, but I'm just saying that sounds a little bit bizarre. Um, and then there's 0.1% per annum account fee on ASX direct shares. So if you do decide to trade um, this direct shares through Vanguard, you're going to pay a little bit. This is calculated daily and deducted quarterly in arrears. Interesting yeah. though, it's deducted quarterly. Yeah. So is you've got that, to take that into just- Consideration. You just pull your money out the day before and I don't know. <laughs> just... um, they catch you on the way out, Owen. Yeah, true. Um, so that's, yeah. So this is just, an, we know Vanguard has been one of the three biggest fund managers in the world and kind of the, the innovator of, not necessarily of ETFs, although that's how they're known, um, but also index funds. They, they're the OGs in index funds. So there you have it, folks. Um, we've gone through. Stake, who recently announced they're going to bring ASX to their, their trading to their US trading functionality. Um, that's you know to be seen because we have it hasn't been launched to the public yet. We've got Comsec, which is the biggest, um, which has a sliding fee scale. Um, it's very established, as Kate said. It allows you to trade mul- trade multiple markets. Although if you do go outside the ASX, you will be like Australian shares. You will go into a different user interface. Perla, which is probably the from the oldest to the newest in Perla. Um, it's focused on the FI community uh, and kind of automating investing wants to be a, uh, a platform for kind of wealth overall. $9.50 per AUD US trades coming soon with a slightly different fee structure. Self wealth, which is uh, like Perla has the community feel, $9.50 per ASX trade, $9.50 US dollars per US trade, 
and an FX spread of 60 basis points or 0.6%. You can trade the ASX, New York Stock Exchange and NASDAQ. So ASX or Australian shares and US shares. Next up was Superhero, uh, which is the blue one that I showed on my screen if you're watching. Uh, it uses a different model because it doesn't have the hold identification structure, uh, a number HIN structure in or on its Australian shares, but it does allow you to do things like um, purchase US shares um, with a small balance and also um, allows you to access pretty competitive brokerage rates and the user experience is really good. So ASX or Australian shares and global shares are US shares as well. Finally, we went through the Vanguard personal investor platform, um, which is a different thing altogether because it's bringing together managed funds and brokerage accounts, which have different fee structures and there's an account fee and there are a few asterisks, which we kind of had to keep digging on to find out what was actually going on. But, um, I, you know, I guess in summary, a lot of people will be asking, Kate, you know, which one's the best one? And I think personally, I think the answer is it depends. It depends on what you want. And remember, you can have multiple accounts. Like if we're talking about investors, it probably makes sense to go with a, a flat fee, hot identification number. So, you know, personally, it might be something like, I know when State brings out their one, then Perla, Self-Wealth, maybe even Vanguard if you want to invest in index funds, like if that's your core strategy. Um, but you, but if you want a more trader focus, you might go stake or superhero. Um, and so it really just depends. Like I've only currently got one, one brokerage account, but I'm thinking of changing it up in the near future. In fact, I will be changing up. I got a referral link today. So I won't say who, which account it's for. I'll keep that privy, but I got a referral link today from someone to join a brokerage account. And I think I'm going to give it a crack. So, um, and I'm probably going to use that just for my ETFs. So yeah. a bit different. I'm going to have ETFs in one spot and then shares somewhere else, hmm. which I think is kind of what you do as well. You break it up. Yeah. Yeah. I just mean like for my own personal psychology, there's one brokerage account where I'd have my shares in, which maybe I'd keep that one on my phone. But then for my really, if I'm thinking ETF portfolio, 10, 20 year plus, like I'm investing for a really long time. So I don't want to be looking at that every day. So that's something I definitely wouldn't be keeping on my phone and for me, I just, I like splitting out up just for that sort of psychological aspect. I like to be able to sort of mentally distinguish between different investment goals and targets. So, I mean, it does add a bit of administrative burden to your life and um, a, a bit of extra paperwork for your accountant to deal with. But um, yeah, I think if you are sort of a long-term investor, it can be beneficial to have more than one brokerage account um, if that suits your needs as well, because the fees are different and every platform suits different things. Yeah, it does indeed. So we've talked a lot about the brokerage accounts. Just in summary here, though, it's really important that you don't just go and buy one and start chucking money in it willy-nilly. Take out courses, the ETF investing course, super popular course on risk education, and our share beginner or beginner shares course, both totally free. And they take you up to the point of knowing what share investing is all about. Um, and it's basically your guidebook before you start putting money into these things. So you can open many of these accounts for, at no cost and just have a look around. Um, if you do want any more strategies or help, you know, getting some feedback on things, jump into the RAS Facebook community. Again, totally free. Just jump in there and say good day to everyone. Say, you know, I'm new to this. Where should I be? looking to you know invest or, or whatever you want to ask we're not about giving recommendations to people and our community definitely doesn't do that but we just kind of support people um, to make good decisions and also hopefully in time Kate, once we get a little bit bigger 
put a bit of pressure on some of these platforms to give us better products and lower the fees and do all that sort of stuff. So, uh, yeah, I think that was a bit of fun. And then a bit of fun sharing our screen and going through some brokerage accounts. Yeah, and there's there's still other platforms out there that we haven't mentioned in today's episode. So, I mean, I think when I last looked, there's at least 100 different brokerage platforms. Some are um, more of the old school style where you might call up at a, a broker and talk to them on the phone and then there's fees again. But um, just be aware there are other platforms out there, not just limited to today's list. So make sure you have a, a good look and find the right platform for you. For sure. Kate, as always, thanks for joining me on this wonderful episode of the Australian Finance Podcast. Great to chat about brokerage accounts, Owen. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast, where our mission is to improve the financial futures of all Australians. If you'd like to learn more, create a free account at rusk.com.au forward slash account to download free episode workbooks, bonus resources, and take our amazing free personal finance courses. You can also join our online community by following the link in the description. If you enjoyed the show, what we'd love is for you to leave us a snappy review on iTunes. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Rask Australia. Kate and I are also on both of those channels. Finally, if you have any feedback, suggestions for episodes or guests to come on the show, or you just have a question for us, shoot us an email at podcast at rask.com.au.